Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Over the Top Cycling. We've got a great guest tonight. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, and we're talking with Alan McCormick. Alan, it's great to connect with you. Glad we were finally yeah. able to catch up. Yeah, it took a while, but I'm here. No, so, no problem. Alan, you were a, I was a big fan of yours in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s. And um, I just, when I found out you were here in Boulder, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh my gosh, I love my job and I love that I live here. Yeah, I've been in Boulder 20 years now. Haven't, haven't relocated anywhere. I go home, I go home, I go home a bunch to Ireland. Oh, you do? At least twice a year. Yeah, at least twice a year. Unfortunately, the last couple of times home to Ireland were funerals. Both parents passed away, but but the last few times going home has been for weddings, so it's been a little bit more pleasurable for me. A little more upbeat. Well, yeah, cy- a little more upbeat, yeah. Cycling has really been a part of your life pretty much yeah, since you were I, born, hasn't it? Yeah, my dad raced. He went to the Olympics in Helsinki, I think it was in 56. He raced all his life, and um, of course, I took it up when I was about seven. School by racing in Ireland, and you know, got to got to race with Sean Kelly and beat Sean Kelly a bunch of times, and was on various Irish teams with him as an amateur, and of course, did the milk race in England a bunch of times with with Sean and Tony Lally, and sometimes Stephen Roach, of course, and did a lot of races all over Europe as well, on on the junior team. Now, and I was still. Tell us some about the Junior Tour of Ireland. Yeah, my dad started, I think, in 78. He got it rolling on, on a shoestring. I think most of, it, most of, it, of his own money he got, it, got it rolling. But him and um, I think John Lackey might have been involved with the. He was the original founder of the Tour of Ireland, Rally Dunlop Tour of Ireland in those days. My dad got involved and he got, you know, he got buttons from people here and there all over Dublin. He sort of bribed people or and the and the police escorts are all just friends of his and he got a role in I think it was seventy eight. I think Martin Early, an Irish professional another Irish guy did very well in the Tour de France. He I think he won the first edition and then my brother won the second edition. But that's still going strong apparently after all these years since nineteen seventy eight. And you were actually in the Olympics in nineteen seventy six in Montreal? Yes. Yes. Yes I was, yeah. It was, yeah, I went over there. I, was in, yeah, I think it was 20 years old or 21 years old. I went over there. And what was your, like a, the, so as you were coming up through the ranks, um, when did you start to realize that I'm pretty good at this, you know? I might be able to, to turn this into a career. 
I wasn't sure because I was working as an auto mechanic in Dublin, and I brought, you know, I made a Olympic team riding in the rain in the dark with lights. I mean, I was, I mean, I worked all day in a garage in Dublin working on Fords, standing for eight hours in a cold garage with overalls. I was like 17, 18 years old with a little bit of a moustache. I thought that was good. But anyway, I was riding, I ride after work and come home at nine o'clock, cold, wet, tired, and did every, and I still made the Olympic team, and it's okay. And, I said, well, maybe, maybe I have some talent, maybe I can, because the pedals just go around by themselves sometimes. And that's, so maybe I should go over, maybe I should go, to, in those days, there was no professional cycling in Ireland, so maybe I should go to England and race over there in the criteria, and that's where I did, went over there. But I had a hard, hard time over there, because they were seasonal professionals, and I didn't really like living in England in those days at the time. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, so, no, no disrespect, but the guys are really respectful and nice. But I had a hard time. The racing was savage over there, mostly Criterions. And, you know, I just, you know, I just, and after the, you know, a couple of months racing over there, I lived in Manchester, I lived in London, and we, I don't know, 40, 50 races. I came back home for Christmas. I said, I said, I don't want to go. I don't think I want to go back there anymore. It sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I raced in Ireland, and a year later, I was like a reinstated amateur, and then I sort of got the same situation. I was disillusioned as well. So, so then I got an opportunity to go to the U.S. in 1980. Um, the, the McQuaid, Pat McQuaid, of course, ex-UCI president, he had a know for a team to go to Chicago to race these races in May with uh, Jane Bourne, who she was the mayor of Chicago at the time. Mm-hmm. She flew. She flew as all Jane Bourne. She was um, the mayor of Chicago in 1980, and she flew us all over. Myself and Trina McQuaid and Billy Kerr flew to Chicago with Pat, of course, and and Pat Stout was there, Jim, and it was in May. And there was a race. There was a the first race was at Michigan Boulevard. It was like a series of races and mostly criteriums. So the very first race I did in the U.S. in 1980, I won $1,000 in 40 minutes. I said, fuck, I'm going to stay here. <laughs> and that's basically what, that's in a nutshell, that's how I stayed in the U.S. Because I had, you know, the money was, well, it was, it was hard racing. The guys were fast in the U.S. They had the race I was used to. But I had a big engine in my body because racing in Belgium, racing in England. So I... I decided to stay in the U.S., and that's basically how it happened. How did the I Irish team, here the Killian's team, come to be? Um, it was, well, through Michael Eisner to promote the race, the course race, the course in 1980. Uh-huh. And I won a stage in Vail in 1980. And um, next year, 82, 83, I was independent. I think I raced for Motor became. And I, I mean, the brewery, I think through through steps with Eisner and the race and the new the new ale introduced from Ireland called Killings that they so let's uh, let's have a professional bike team from Ireland who are actually gets results and also are good with media training. That's how sort of how it came about. So we got a pretty substantial budget in those days and we the five of us that uh, we could five of us came over from Ireland and we raced basically raced for two years in the US. It was very very successful. And 
that is when I actually first saw you in in person was at the Spinco 500 and you were in your Killian's kit. Uh, It was freezing cold. It was raining. 500 miles. Yeah, there's only two. How did you get caught up in doing something like that? Yeah, it was was late in the year. It was... was, Well, uh, we were racing from probably February, around the road, around the road from from probably Orlando, Florida, to Santa Rosa in California, to Spanko and Waco, Texas, around the road most of the time. And as part of that was one of the last races of the year. I think it was late in the year. It was late October, as far as you know. It, it, it was the first weekend of uh, so November. I think it was only just. Oh, I, oh, I, yeah, it was very, very late. Yeah, but time, the time the race came, we were just trashed, I and mean, we were living a rock, sort of a rock lifestyle, <laughs> like bike riders were in those days. Not, not like the clean guys nowadays. In those days, it was a little different. We're like. Sort of like mocking the crew or poison rock band, I think. Lots of chicks and money and people, and, you know. So you really we were living like rock stars back then? A little bit, but clean, though. We weren't, weren't evil people by any means. You know, we were clean, clean, fat people. Raced our bikes, and lots of hotels, and lots of traveling. So, what was your favorite race in the U.S.? What was your favorite race in Europe? Oh, let me see. I raced for Spain in '78. I finished it. You can Google me. I'm the only, the only, um, I'm the English-speaking person in the Tour of Spain. It's well to Spain in '78. Everybody else was Spanish, French, or Italian. I was only 21 years old. I got through that. I know my favorite race in the U.S. is probably um, I don't know they've probably did course race in June and July or course stage championships in Philadelphia, or the Nabisco all the Nabisco races that I used to do or Super races. They were all um, fast criteriums all over the U.S. and 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 also the Canadian Tire Series is very good as well. I used to enjoy it there. Be about twelve races we put there this summer, all, all the way from Vancouver to um. You know, Calgary, Quebec, Montreal, Winnipeg, all those places. It was great. So what was your favorite race in Ireland? Um, national championships, I, I would think. I was, I was national champion in 76 in the world race and the team time, or the time trial, 100 miles. That was probably my favorite. And then actually, <laughs> that was in 76. But in 75, I was disqualified. And I actually won the race, but I... I grabbed the guy's jersey because he sat on my hoover 25 miles. I got away from Sean Kelly coming in the road, and I, he, he relegated me to second place. But he fought. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say the national challenge probably in Ireland. And I also, actually, won more of the Shea Elliott races. It's sort of a tough race with a big climb in, in the Wicklow Mountains. That's in late, uh, late I think it's late April. I think I won, I won that twice, the Shea, Shea Elliott Memorial. Now you had quite course, the engine. What did you feel was your biggest strength? I don't know, George. It's I'm a pretty slight rider. I could adapt to any types of um, situations. Being, I think it's more your 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 mind plays a big factor in, in certain races. I mean, sprinting and short. I like short criteriums, high heart race. I used to like them a lot. Where people out in those fast corners accelerate, stop, accelerate, stop. 
we started, I started, that was the race, that was mostly the racing scene in the U.S. when I first came here in 1980. But I could adopt him, I mean, the course race or the Tour de Moon race, they were, you know, I, got, I win those as well, or the Mortal Bismarck on the course race, I could win that. They were 100-mile races. So I actually try to be pretty versatile. I did enjoy the short, fast races. They took the most out of my body, I think, though. I think back all these years later, versus those long road races were tough. But the short fast by Germans that I that I might have won or won got place good places, and it took me two or three days to recover because I was full. I was, you know, fully stretched the entire time for ninety minutes. Now you're very active on the bike now. What do you? Yeah. How do you feel that your life as a professional cyclist has affected you? Um, in your more mature age, has it really taken um, a toll on you? No, no. Mentally, my mind is saying <laughs> I haven't lost my mind. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't do drugs. I haven't got ten wives, and you know, I'm pretty content. Um, I'm pretty well balanced and level. And, you know, I just go to day to day routine. I work. I wash windows here in Boulder and. You know, I still ride my bikes are pretty fast. I mean, I still beat up mostly young kids who ride their bikes in their full time. It sort of makes me sort of sad. That's that's all we do. An old man like me can still stand on his feet. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All day, Nicole, rubber gloves, and so be just as fast. But no, I haven't come out too much on scars but not I'm not really a big I have other interests too I like music and I like working on on cars because I used to be an auto mechanic as I said before in Ireland so I like working on cars and I try to keep myself balanced I'm not a big blogger I don't go on Facebook I might be sort of left alone sometimes you know what I mean absolutely Um, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't go on any of the websites and fellow news and you know, I, I want a sticky bottle sometimes the Irish website but I don't have if you ever come to our house here there's no cycling magazines or just music magazines which I like I like all these new bands from Sweden and England and the US of course but it's, it's just a balance of everything you know what I mean but the bike our does dog. still play a part of your life you, you do ride yeah. pretty much every day throughout the year yeah. correct? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. You're like, you have coffee, have Pete's coffee in the morning, have Guinness at night, and Jack Daniels, and, you know, it's routine, of course. Routine is very important for me. You never let it go. You have to have routine, work. 
you know, whatever, work every day, come home, walk the dog, make sure she's okay, ride my bike for an hour, an hour and a half, 40 minutes, 10 minutes, who knows? But yeah, routine is very important. Bed at nine o'clock, up at six, like, like routine, like the, the, the whole balance is good, I think. Matt, gotta yeah. know, how long has Guinness been a part of your routine? I don't know, since I was 12. <laughs> 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 but I didn't drink one a night, though. I'm not, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not one of those guys like all my friends that drink a whole six-pack in one night. Oh, God, let's go, guy. I'm not like that at all. It's, it's, you know, it's moderation and everything in my life. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any demons. I'm not, I don't feel sorry for myself. I back myself in a corner or, Sometimes, uh, sometimes I have pressure from other sources. Say you should do this, should do that, and should be a big coach. You should be big, work for Oakley and Santa Barbara. And, but you know, I don't. I don't need to do all those things. I know. I sort of know who you are, who I am, what I've done. And I don't like explaining things to humans. You know what I mean? Now, <laughs> our friend, our friend Mick Walsh has written a, a Facebook message to me. He's asking uh about a ride you're doing in ireland next year yeah the ross yeah the pre-ross ride i did oh, you Paul. Are. Was, yeah i did it last year it's, it's fun it's the pre it's we go before the main got the main race starts at noon we go at nine bunch of old guys like me we do the same course i did 1200 kilometers last year it's fun it's for cancer research so you can tell nick get his ass over there i'm gonna go to paul myself Cassidy, who won the race, and Gary Thompson from Boston, Francis Reardon from Boston. About 10 of us. Now, I've got to say, Mick Walsh, Joe Barr, those guys are really getting into the long distance racing. Any chance you'll be out there taking them on? I, I don't know, George. I don't know that. I don't know about long distance racing. <laughs> I don't know that. My mind is pretty strong still. I don't know. It's 59 years old. I mean, I. I, I don't know about long distance races. I'm still, I'm still sorry, re, trying to remember what the Spanko was like. I did 150 miles. I, I did, I did race a long race um, in the U.S. from, um, I think it was Logan, Utah, to Jackson Hole, ah, Wyoming. Well, I told which, you. Yeah. Yeah, I raced there. I got sixth place. Now I almost wiped me out. I got sixth place in that thing. I swear I won. I got. I didn't actually. I didn't. I didn't win the group sprint. I got. I was going like slow motion, twelve miles an hour in a sprint. Loaded jaw. It was so long because it wasn't. I had a hard time with that race because I wasn't eating any protein. I didn't know about eating protein over twelve-hour races. You know. Well, I, I will. I will never forget you in the Spenco Five Hundred. I was a couple of bikes back, and all of a sudden, you decided to put on some tights and I had never seen anybody take their hands off the bars, take their feet out of the pedals and just very smoothly pull on some Lycra tights. I was in awe. <laughs> kind of nice. I <laughs> Good. It didn't make you fall. I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember it started raining. I remember Nigel Dean was away by himself. The English guy, all the English guys came over and yeah, I don't, I don't know, it's just so dark, and I don't know, I just, it was wild. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the Lycra tights thing. I can do all sorts of tricks on my bike. <laughs> John Howard was there, Steve Speaks won it that year, Tom Prenn was right. right with him. That was quite the field. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Barrel Burton was there too, I remember that, remember? 
on the start line. I'm Dan Franger was there from Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I would think we had a I had a combine with some certain people. I think we had some business um, situ- dealings with certain people, as far as I remember. I think I, we went really we went really hot from the start because of the crosswind or something. Yes. And I remember I remember the start line talking to Beryl Burton. I said, "For fuck's sake, Beryl, what are you doing over here?" <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. It's a pity that race is not still on. Yeah, it fell apart. It turned into a loop race, as far as I know. People were doing like hundred mile laps out there. I think. But yeah, I did. I did that loop race with Schwinn. I, I did a relay race at three o'clock in the morning. It was the hotel room and. The guys came and got me out of bed, and I did hundred. I did four laps, twenty-five mile laps at three o'clock, That's wherever it. it was in the morning, and then, um, and then we we threw in Michel Barton, who's a Belgian six-day rider, just for one lap, and then he, he nailed he, he nailed the sprint. I remember that in, in Texas. <laughs> that was a relay race. He beat um, I think he beat Chris Huber in a sprint. Chris Huber was tired, but Michel Barton he did one lap, twenty-five miles is all he did. Now, do you still have interest in racing? I mean, I know you ride quite a bit. Do you, yeah. Are you competitive yeah, in gonna, Masters at all? Yeah. Yeah, there's a team, um, the Nolan Knox team here in Boulder. are going to do some old man's races next summer. A couple of criteriums here and there. I guess 45, 55, or 50-plus races I can do myself. There's a bunch of older guys like me, um, ex-Olympians, ex-pros. I do some races a little bit. It can't be any harder in the group rides that I do Tuesdays and Thursdays in Boulder. They're pretty, they're pretty savagely fast. Now I'm thinking when we first started talking, you were saying as you were coming up in cycling, there were no pro teams in Ireland. What do you think no. of the young Irish guys that are out doing so well in the pro peloton now? Yeah, they seem like they're going well. I mean, um, Dan Martin's uh, has uh, joined a new left the garments on a new team and Nicholas Roach is doing okay over there. I mean, it's good to good pros um, doing okay in the US or in, in overseas. I don't know about any, but I don't, I don't know any of the pros coming over to the US though who's who's here. But it seems like the talent is pretty good. Um, Martin Irvine, of course, the world champion in the track, is doing good. I, mean, I, I do I do I do read Sticky Bottle now and again and see what's happening in the home scene. But it seems like they have a lot more funding now for cycling in Ireland than I was as I was growing up. I would have loved them that would would help me not working in the garage all day, you know, working on cars for right. eight hours. I would like them some type of funding would be nice. I could have just rode my bike all day and slept and they looked out the window and that passed it. <laughs> I mean, but and now in retirement, at, actually at retirement, what was it that? kind of signaled you that, you know, I, I need to stop racing professionally. I've got to move on with my life. Um, well, that, that's not really factors. I was still racing up to about three years ago. I just, you never really want to stop because your mind never grows old. Your body does. I just had that heart condition. I was racing the track here in Boulder, the indoor velodrome that he had. I was coaching kids, um, a bunch of, you know, teenagers, Tuesdays and Fridays, and then we had some races on Friday nights. All the fast guys would get on the track and I'd be racing along. But I just got a 
And just one one day, I was actually in Conor O'Neill's here in Boulder's an Irish bar of all places at nine o'clock, and I got a chest pain. And so Kim came down, my wife, she came down and dragged me off to Boulder Community Hospital, and then they kept me in and had some type of eighty-five percent blockage in my heart because I was an endurance athlete. So they put some two metal stints in my heart, and then I said, "So I better stop." That's what I did. But otherwise, I probably would have been still racing. You know what I mean? At least. I know, at least a master's races. I have never raced a master's race. I was, oh, yeah. I was racing. I've never, I never raced a master's race. But um, I was just race. I was just currently racing um, the pro one two races. Yeah, you can't, you can't be an eighteen rock star. It's you know living your sorrows, you know, back yourself in a dark place somewhere. You gotta you know continue on. That's that's what I try to do. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm useless riding my bike. I still feel. I still feel fine, especially with the new stints in my heart. I feel like I have more energy and more vitality, and I feel like I have 20-year-old legs again because I have more oxygen in my blood and in my, in my brain. So that's why I'm gonna do some, some, um, some masters races next year here in Boulder. Why not? You know. It'll be fun to see out on the road again. Uh, yeah, I'm always on the road. Yep. I don't know. I have young punks try to beat me all the time on the road. People sit on my wheel on the road. People don't say hi to me on the road. It's just sort of a weird place sometimes, Boulder. People have got so much attitudes here. It, never, it was never like that. And I was, as a professional here, riding in Boulder. People were very curious and welcoming. Right now it's just, I don't know what I know. I know what happened to all these people. Maybe they don't watch too many blogs or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was very courteous. I'm always friendly to people. I always say hi. But now people, you pass somebody at 18 miles an hour and they're doing 16 or overweight, you get all offended. Like, well, can I race you or something? And I said, for fuck's sake, why don't you win 100 races like I did? Then you can race me. Well, Alan, it is great to hear that you've your health is actually coming around and that you're feeling so much better. Um, what are your goals for next year? Um, do some crits, maybe, <laughs> maybe win the U.S. or the state championships at 60 years old next year. I don't know. That'd be fun. Wouldn't it? Somebody win a pro one, two race at 60. Nobody else has done that before. That'd I don't be know. pretty Something awesome. Like <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, who else, is, who else has done that? But just continue on with my life and ride, ride fast like I normally do. And I, I don't know. I'm not. Not, not, not worry about stuff. Stuff, things just happen for a reason, I suppose. Well, Alan, it has been wonderful visiting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat tonight. Yeah, no problem, George. No problem. You just let me know when the when the broadcast goes out. I will do that. This is Over the Top Cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.